Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Martina. Welcome back to Core Sampler. Thank you. I'm glad to be here in yeah. this fancy room. Yeah, I know. So uh, I, I think I had you on one of the very early episodes of, of, of when I launched the podcast. And at the time, I think we were talking about things you were moving on to and documentation lack thereof for some time. And yep. you were, I think you were moving on to do, to work with the X-Connect team and, uh, and do a fair amount of documentation. And I think you, you've moved on beyond that. So yeah. what have you been up to in the past couple of years? Oh, yeah. So X-Connect was my life for a year and a bit, nearly two years. So we produced a um, metric crap ton of documentation for X-Connect. Uh, and the feedback on that has been, it's still, I mean, it's been it's been out for a year now. It's still coming in and it's still, you know, it's mind-blowing how um, much of a difference having documentation on day one has made to people's perception um, of X-Connect, they're like, yeah, it's totally easy. I know how to create facets. I know how to do this and that. And it's uh, it's really nice to hear because you don't think of documentation as this thing you go into for uh, like <laughs> to get feedback for and to accolades. hear nice things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't think, oh, I really want like uh, you know people to um, <laughs> care about what I do. Oh, I'll write some docs. But, right, um, right. No, it's been it's been great. Um, I don't think I've ever been so proud of something I worked on ever. So yeah, thrilled. Yeah. So so, what else have you been up to? I think it's oh not God. where you've stopped. Uh, no, stopped with documentation. no, no. So um, after I, we did X Connect tracking automation, everything to do with XP basically, uh-huh. and then I kind of uh, got sucked into this little thing called GDPR, mm. which at the beginning I thought was the worst thing ever, and you know I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And now I'm a little bit obsessed with data privacy law and <laughs> like how it affects consumers, and uh, you know I, I read privacy policies for fun. So um, there's a privacy guide now for developers. So if you're interested in how to be a, you know, a good person, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you should check that out, and it'll tell you how Cycle will help you as a developer. Um, yeah, and for folks listening in, I think I, I'll get a link to the show notes. We had talked to uh, Rob Haberkin about uh, GDPR mm. back in back last spring of, of you know, and that was before it had gone into effect. And it, it yeah, was, when everyone was panicking. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, crying you know, about it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, sending out the hey, we value your privacy, and you mm. know, that's when everybody got those emails. Of, yeah, exactly. For lists they didn't even remember signing up for. Yeah, yeah, which is spooky. Um, yeah, I did a talk on it at the symposium, and one of the biggest things is that the more aware people become of um, kind of how creepy people are with your data, the more they're going to look to their uh, look to companies to you know be honest and transparent, and they're going to judge you based on how well you take care of their data. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm happy about, you know, I'm kind of looking uh, for GDPR lawsuits to sort of, uh, I think everybody, I, I think there's a lot, there's probably a lot of lawyers out there, not, yeah. not like rubbing chomp. their hands together. Yeah, I, but I think a lot of it is, is you know, the, my, my limited understanding of it is they want to see what does the enforcement look like? Yeah. There's the, 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 the threat of all these lawsuits for noncompliance, but mm. I don't know if it's been tested yet of, you know, what is the, what is the fine going to be? And, you know, the, the, the numbers I've seen thrown around in, in like millions and millions of euros. Yeah, it's 10 to 20 million uh, or 2 to 4% of your global turnover, um, global annual turnover. I mean, those are the upper limits and I guess uh-huh. it's, but you're right, like how to enforce it is like, 
Yeah, we haven't had a huge lawsuit yet, yeah, so we yeah. don't know. And to see kind of like what's the defense on it and all that. And I suppose it goes without saying neither of us are, are lawyers. And no, none no, None of this no. should be construed as legal advice. No, so. no. Please see uh, the disclaimer and the privacy policy, <laughs> uh, privacy guide. Uh, yeah. I'll have to get that. But updated. it's interesting to, it's interesting to kind of, because um, a lot of it is about the spirit of the law. Uh-huh. So um, they're going to look at your intent. I mean, I think it even says in the law, they're going to look at your intent to try and protect people's data. So right, right. breaches are going to happen. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you have the best privacy kind of setup, security setup in the world. Um, breaches are going to happen and uh, you know, you're not going to get sued because you had a breach. You would probably get sued because you were sloppy yeah, um, yeah. with people's personal data. So that was my life between uh, like January and April, trying to get that guy together and making sure people, our psycho customers felt that we were helping them. Okay, this is very specific language uh-huh. on their road to compliance because yeah, yeah. it totally depends on the client. Right, but, right. Um, Sequestered in your uh, rural English. <laughs> well, rural Swedish now, so it's yeah. even more rural, but with really good internet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, privacy, and then I kind of uh, got, uh, I did a little bit of the scaling guide and uh-huh. data flows and. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of documentation to write, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess the, the thing that I've been most surprised about, of, especially when you look at version 9 and a lot of kind of the architectural guidance and like the, the, the actual definition of roles. I mean, I think I go back to the eight time frame and there was, you know, you had uh, this big spreadsheet of, okay, enable this config file, mm. disable this config file. Um, but you didn't really know what, what, you know, what does it mean by a processing role and what is all that? And I think there is the, the architectural guidance on, on the documentation side now that kind of goes through. This is, this is what the content management role does. Yeah. And we it, have a architecture and roles kind of catalog that lists every single role we have, what it connects to, why any privacy concerns, um, and, it, and, and that's, I mean, I think what I enjoyed most of that is, is pointing that to newer Sitecore developers, you know, before that was just, that was almost like a tale passed down through the ages of, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't written down anywhere. And lo, the content management role. Yeah, we all gathered around the fire at night and talked about (laughs) content delivery. But, um, and I think the, the format of that site is, is quite navigable. I don't, I don't know who is responsible for the, the design of it, but like just Uh, even. That was me. Yeah. So I whipped out bootstrap and I made some boxes and I thought, yes. (laughs) But it, it's, I mean, it's a, it's one of the better, better sites for, for browsing documentation. And, and I guess, what do you know about what's coming for, for further documentation? Well, let me tell you. So we're sticking with that format. I mean, uh-huh. the, uh, I mean, the design might change a little bit, but we're sticking with that kind of paired back. Um, so this is the developer um, center we're talking about now. Yep. So yep. drpsycho.net forward slash developers. We're adopting that format for all of our docs uh-huh. um, as of 9.1. So the user docs, oh, user and dev docs are going to be split for one. Okay. So you're not going to have all these little crumbs mixed together that aren't related. So that's one big point. Yeah, um, that was always fun in the SDN days of yeah. picking the technical documents out of the Yeah, now it's going to be, are you a user, are you a developer, and then you're, you know, separate. We're going to keep the uh, the site format we have, so the one that came out with 9, uh-huh. um, and just replicate that for users. So the, the doc site, as you know today, the kind of teal and black one yeah, will yeah. disappear forever. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's going. Um, and all of our docs are going to move into the. I think. I think it's going to be between Sitecore eight one and onwards are going to be. You know the the format you've seen for the architecture and rules guys left hand nav um, and a bunch of text. Uh-huh. Very simple. Um, and we're using this new system uh, for creating our docs, so you can publish to PDF, you can publish to HTML. Everything's going to have the same tool. Uh, yeah, so we're. 
it's it's been a, a huge job to convert everything. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I can say I can speak for at least the part of the community I'm part of that I think everybody's enjoyed the just the increased visibility into what what documents are out there and what's what's actually documented versus having to result to you know launching Doc Peak or or, or Reflector to try and yeah. figure out things are working. No, that's great. So um, yeah, but it's, uh, a lot is happening. Oh, and we're gonna. Um, we're actually going to have a proper site-wide search, like okay. good search. So, uh, yeah, separate user and dev docs, um, much easier navigation, everything in HTML and not sort of mixed PDF HTML and in one place, mm-hmm. uh, and a good search. Oh, so yeah. the team's been working like crazy to try and get that done for sort of 9.1, post 9.1. Uh, and write all the docs at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, it can't be in a, a small undertaking. No, all. no. We're hoping we can pull it off. Oh, and we're also we've also um, created our own little tool to manage redirects. So every time something's renamed or moved, it'll get automatically redirected. Previously, oh, we didn't nice. have a solution. Nice. So uh, everything that people have been kind of unhappy about in the past, like breaking links or a search not working or the structure not being what it could be, we've try to address all that in one go yeah. so we'll see uh we'll see how it turns out i'm interested to see i'm going to be showing some of it off at the mvp summit so nice nice yeah we're heading in the right direction so you, you spent all this time documenting xconnect it was your life for a while what's uh what's the next uh next mountain you're climbing so the next mountain which i need to climb very quickly between now and when one gets released um is documenting the psychocortex processing engine uh-huh um, and for uh, people that may not be familiar or didn't get to a symposium and all mm. that, what is, what, what is Cortex? So as far as I kind of understand, psychocortex is a sort of umbrella term for some of the machine learning focused functionality in Sitecore. Sure. And part of that is this new processing engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a service rather than a kind of old core role, you know, built on the kernel, uh-huh. um, which is designed for scalable data processing. Okay. So it'll be able to do things like... Um, Create, uh, take data from XConnect, say, and create it or reformat it for machine learning. So put it into a tabular mm-hmm. form. Uh, it's called the projection framework. Uh, you can create your own workers to do, you know, whatever you like. Do you want to do aggregation with the processing engine? You can do that. Uh, you want to execute some kind of your own machine learning code? You can do that. You want to just send data off to some kind of service like um, Watson? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's a service with a bunch of agents that can spin up a bunch of workers that does stuff for you. <laughs> Just to be really generic about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been documenting that kind of not as intensely as XConnect. I've been spread a bit thin. Uh, if anybody wants to come and do doc writing for a sitecore, you should uh, find me anywhere in the world because <laughs> it's hard to find people <laughs> that want to do that. Well, and it's I, I mean I, I I respect too. It's it's not an easy task to do. Right? It's like ninety five percent crying. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, how do I how do I describe data extraction without saying it's the process by which data is extracted? Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is, it's really fun because you get to play with all the new stuff as it's being built. Yeah. And you're kind of capturing the intent of the developers, and you know, when something gets released, and I don't know, either it's quirky or it works in a certain way, you can tell people why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really rewarding job. Yeah. So no, coming out of symposium, there definitely seemed to be quite a buzz. And I know a lot of people are very interested in, mm. in 
kind of connecting machine learning to this, the, you know, all this data we've been collecting over the years in the form of analytics and yeah. clickstream and, you know, with the, with the addition of XConnect of, of data coming from non-web properties mm. that that's, um, you know, definitely an interest out there. Yeah. One of the docs challenges is going to be that, um, like we're not doing Cortex itself. So sorry, the processing engine itself, uh-huh. it's designed to do all the heavy lifting, like, yeah project the data, um, you know, make it easy for you to write the results back to a facet. It doesn't execute any sort of built-in machine learning code because, I mean, we can't choose your algorithm for you. Right. You might want to structure your data in a particular way. We can't just implement something generic that everyone can use. So the challenge from a doc's point of view is going to be how far do we go to give you examples? Like, do I write some R scripts or do I just kind of show you where the integration points are? Because I, a non-data scientist, right. don't want to accidentally lead people down the wrong road just because I had to write an example. So I'm trying to find a balance there. Um, well, in that level of data science, it's it's definitely, as I've looked at it, it's 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 tough to wrap your head around. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's maths and it's uh, people do degrees in this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the nice thing about the processing engine is that data scientists can still carry on doing their job the way that they've always done it. They can use their own tools. Um, you know, it's Sitecore, so we're going to provide an integration yeah. so that you can easily leverage the data you've collected, as you just said, um, and, uh, you know, get the results from your machine learning back, written back to a facet so you can use it for personalization, whatever you want. But we're not forcing um, data scientists to change their workflow. Yeah. We're just trying to help them make the most out of Sitecore if that's what their organization has. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, anytime we have like a third-party tool that we need to describe, like solar, we can only sort of say, and go to the solar documentation right. and hope it's good. Because um, we can't. up to date. And- yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's always been a challenge. If you have to, like bridging the gap between a Cycro integration with a third-party um, and trying to describe that as best you can without, you know, documenting their stuff because uh-huh. then we'll be out of date with instantly. More right. Less. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With, with just even the dependencies that Sitecore has, whether mm. it's SQL server or whether it's solar or, you know, it, that's, I, I, I can see the hesitation. You mm. know, I, I think you might read the documentation and be like, Oh, they're just punting me over to the solar documents. Yeah. But like, there's not, no, like you said, <laughs> you don't care about me. Yeah. But it's, it's, you, what are you going to do? You know, as soon as you try and document their stuff, it's going to change. Exactly. It's, it's, it's tough. It's and, tough. Uh, I mean, and that's where I think a lot of the community blogs fill the gap. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and if I had time, I would probably write more blogs and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if I'm ready to like learn R though, or whatever it is, <laughs> maybe maths. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martina, thanks. Thanks again for coming back on to kind of give us an update of the state of documentation at, at Sitecore. If uh, people don't know where to find you online, where can they find you? They can find me at MH Wellander. That's M-H-W-E-L-A-N-D-R on Twitter uh, and .net. If you want to go to my blog, I haven't really written anything in a while, but this might stress me into doing it. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would I'd definitely plug your blog. It hasn't been updated, but there's a lot of evergreen content there. I think uh, I have. the old J-meter. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I have, uh, I, I've steered more than one person towards handling form posts in MVC. And, oh, yeah, that old gem. Yeah. My, my only non-psycho post, they get the most traffic. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks again for that, and thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. 
Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time. You'll just edit out my terribleness, will you? I edit my own terribleness (laughs) out, so. Okay. I wish life was like that.